0: You're listening to the Sprint Hard Iterate Fast podcast, a tech careers podcast designed to help you break into tech and skyrocket your income. I'm your host, Reggie James. After breaking into tech and making a series of the right career moves, I ended up building a $2.5 million tech consulting business. This season, we're traveling the great state of Texas, bringing you real life stories of some amazing people breaking into tech and thriving in their careers. These stories are sure to inspire and motivate you in your own career journey. Have you ever sensed your potential for greatness, but feel like your current life falls short of that vision?
1: All, throughout my college career, I was a track and field athlete. I ran the 800.
0: You know, won a couple of SC
1: championships. National Championship. I moved to New York to actually pursue a professional track and field career. I was up there for about two or three years with the international training group. I traded
0: athletes with from Trinidad, Tobago, Jamaica, all over the world. What does a career in track and field look like? What like what did you what were you had you envisioned was that life was gonna be like? Being kind of like a rock star.
1: <laughs> I thought it was gonna be idea of just going from Sydney City, racing, getting to wear the Nike kit, Adidas yeah. kit or whatever, being that fast guy on the track. Yeah. Uh, you know, making money. But yeah. unfortunately, got older, got injured.
0: That's Leo Min Momo. When his international track and field career came to a screeching halt, he found himself underemployed, working a soulless customer service job in defined Benefits. From going from a world of track and field, mm-hmm. celebrity lifestyle, people know your name, they know your stats, mm-hmm. you're traveling, you're running against other people. Yeah. And now you're doing benefits? Yeah. It was like, what was that like? It was very hard. Never accepting defeat, Leoman staged his comeback by breaking into data science in just three months, and then he hustled his way to the top. If you, like Leoman, know you're destined for greatness, watch this episode until the end. Been rapping a little bit about our stories, and there's some, some similarities there coming out of high school that like a... 2.0 GPA, yeah. me, I was a 1.9, yeah, we was yeah, yeah. trash students, mm-hmm. but somehow <laughs> successful in life, right, right. which is why I wanna talk to you right now, because you are uh, a senior data engineer, right. um, which you know, I, I suspect people listening don't even know what that is. Yeah, you man. always say your mom don't know what it is. Yeah, she, <laughs> like, <laughs> she thinks I play
1: on the computer all day. Playing right? on the computer all day. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But
0: I mean, if you look up what data engineers do, it's a very technical job, but if you look up what they make, like you're seeing, oh, these people are that, that's a, that's that's a hot job. So right. we want to get to that and talk about that. But I think maybe just just tell us a little bit of your background of like what you were doing in college, what you studied, what you did after college. Give us a little bit of a understanding of, of what you were doing.
1: Yeah. So, well, all, throughout my college career, I was an athlete, track and field athlete. I ran the 800, you know, won a couple of SC championships national championships, and then after college, well, I was studying economics, but I wasn't that serious. Yeah, okay. My mind was all about track and field, so. But once I graduated with my economics degree, I moved to New York to actually pursue a professional track and field career. So there, I was up there for about two or three years with the international um, training group, uh, traded athletes with, from Trinidad, Tobago, Jamaica, all over the world, and uh, just got a chance to really see what I could do Uh, in the track and field space, Uh, made it to world championships, but after a while, I decided to leave that world behind and try to enter the workforce.
0: Okay, so the, the track and field thing. What what does a career in track and field look like? What like what did you what were you, had you envisioned was that life was going to be like?
1: Um, I mean, just being kind of like a rock star. <laughs> I thought it was going to be idea of just going from city to city, racing other fast people. Yeah. Uh, you know, getting to wear the Nike kit, the yeah. Adidas kit, or whatever you know squad you're with, and just you know. Being that fast guy on the track, uh, you know, making money. But unfortunately, it was like that for a little while, but, um, you know, got older, got injured and uh, decided to leave that behind.
0: Yeah, okay. Okay.
1: Then I uh, moved into the career I was in before tech, which was uh, benefits. Okay. So I was working for a benefits company called Aon Hewitt. There I was uh, pretty much just customer service.
0: So how did you get into... Aon, Hewitt to begin with. I like, just applied. It was just applied. <laughs> yeah, so was, I,
1: I found a job. I needed a job. Living in the woodlands at the time. Okay. So uh, Aon was literally across the street from my house. Yeah. So I, I saw the job opening online, applied, and got the job.
0: Did that? Was that using your degree at all, or was it just like anybody could
1: do that? Yeah, anybody could do it. Honestly, okay. it was just a customer service role. Yeah. I just
0: read the script, and then that was it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you, so you study. What did you? Was it finance you study? Uh, economics. I, economics. Yeah, economics. Were you, had you not thought about, like, careers in in econ or, like. No,
1: I mean, I took the econ, like, degree just to get a degree, honestly. Yeah. You know, I wanted to stay eligible for track and field, and that was kind of what my main focus was. Don't get me wrong, like, I enjoyed some of my classes, but I really had that dream of, like, running in the Olympics.
0: Yeah, okay. Because econ is not the easiest major.
1: No, it's not, it's not, but I think um, it was probably one of the easier ones for me.
0: Okay. Yeah. Will allow you to focus on what you're really passionate about. Exactly. So you got this job. You said benefits. What is what is what does that mean?
1: It's pretty much uh, helping people take their retirement funds. Yeah, so okay. like uh, a lot of these old companies have uh, pension plans. Yeah. And what we would do is prepare different paperwork and let them know like, hey, this is how much your benefit is. This is how you can take it, whether it be an annuity or a lump sum. Yeah. And then they make that election,
0: and then we would send them a check in the mail. Yeah. Okay. It it feels like. I mean, I don't know much about you. I'm about to learn about you. Yeah, yeah. But it feels like from going from a world of track and field, mm. you know, kind of kind of almost like yeah, like celebrity lifestyle, people know your name, they know your stats, mm-hmm. you're traveling, you're running against other people. Yeah. And now you're doing benefits?
1: Yeah, it was kind Like of what like, was that like? It was very humbling. I'll, I'll be honest. It was a, it was like um, you know, I, I just didn't feel happy doing it. I didn't feel accomplished. I didn't feel like what I was doing mattered. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're racing, you're, you're especially for a team like uh, Arkansas, which, you know, we won like 40 national championships, you know, every race mattered to, yeah. to get to that team goal. Yeah. And when I was, you know, just working as a call center, I just felt like a cog in the machine. Yeah. You know, I didn't feel like uh, anything I did was just meaningful. It was just yeah.
0: Spitting out paperwork, just spinning out paperwork, answering questions. Yeah. That's, that's what immediately jumps out to me is like, like being in something that's so electric, mm-hmm. and especially w- with like the team vibe and the, and the way you connect, and then mm-hmm. you're in, in this thing where it's like, what's the point of this? Yeah, and and you seeing your teammates grow and
1: and get accomplished. I mean, if the people at, at my benefits job, they they sat there for twenty, forty years. They were happy just being content. Yeah, I don't know if you, you're around people like that, you kind of yeah have that same mindset. It's like, I always feel like the people around you either make you or break you.
0: Yeah. So you, how long did you do the benefits work? I think it was about a year and maybe two months. Yeah, okay. I, it didn't last long. It didn't last long. But yeah,
1: I think in that first year, I realized I was like, no, this can't be the rest of my life. Yeah. It, it was almost like I
0: was... If you've been watching my videos, there's a good chance that you're in your late 20s, your 30s, or your early 40s, and you're thinking about changing careers. I've spoken with many of you, and I know what your problems are. You're uncertain about tech career paths, you lack technical skills, you have concerns about the cost of re-educating, you lack the professional network, and you lack mentorship. Well, there are many tech boot camps that could get you into tech pretty quickly. My personal favorite is Springboard. If you think that's the right pathway for you, use the link provided and get $1,000 off your tuition. But. That's not the only pathway into tech. Did you know that you can break into tech for one-tenth the cost of a bootcamp? The majority of what you'll learn in a bootcamp can be easily learned online for free or at minimal cost. Seriously, people are securing entry-level tech positions every day, all without the burden of a costly CS degree or full-time bootcamp commitment. My personal mission is to give you the resources that you need to break into a tech career in the shortest amount of time with the smallest possible financial burden. If that sounds like something you're interested in, download my free, How to Shift Into Tech Guide. With that guide, you can start learning and begin your journey into tech all by yourself. And if you need additional help, I've got a range of support options available to help you launch your tech career.
1: I would wake up at night and be like, who am i what am i doing it's like an identity crisis yeah because uh you just wake up every day doing the same thing having these people talk to you crazy on yeah, the phone, on the phone people are this, rude huh yeah extremely <laughs> extremely rude you would have people it was like i'm i'm here to help you yeah i'm here to get you your money and uh you know they would just be extremely rude but i just knew i couldn't that wasn't something
0: i wanted to do. for a lot of companies like that they often they often kind of make those customer service roles, feeder roles to Mm -hmm. some of the other um, more sophisticated roles that require a degree. Mm -hmm. Had you thought about like moving up there or was it an immediate, like I got to get out of here?
1: It was immediate. I got to get out. Yeah, it was, I I couldn't do it because even the trajectory they had for, for someone in the role I was in, it didn't appease me or it didn't, it didn't intrigue me at all. It didn't seem like that would be fulfilling for me because it was just, you know, being a team lead, of which was just managing people that did what I did. Yeah. And then even there as a manager, and then after that, that's it. Yeah. Pension is such a small part of benefits that yeah. there isn't really much. Not much. Yeah. So, not, I, no, so no
0: upward mobility in that not much, space at all. Maybe two or three roles, and that's it. So what, what did you do? What did you decide? Like, mm-hmm. you're like, I'm out. I'm leaving. I think
1: I – first I started looking at, okay, what – if I was going to switch to anything, what would I switch to? Okay. So saw programming. I think I was. So
0: was it like just like a Google search? You start like looking no, up like.
1: I think deep down I always wanted to be in a tech. Okay. I think I, I loved movies like The Matrix yeah. or Swordfish or what all those movies where there was like this cool hacker person in front of a, a computer just going in. And uh, I was like, all right, let's see what programming is. And then I tried to find, you know, I learned about C Sharp, Java, all those other programming languages. Then i found python okay and then once i found python i saw that you know data science was this hot new term that everyone was talking about was buzzword, uh, buzzwords excuse me once i heard that i was like all right well let me see what is data science yeah and it kind of took me down the rabbit hole of finding like okay what skills do data scientists need what does it include data randomly what is that Yeah. What's what's pca what's all these kind of these terms that are under this umbrella of data science like just starting to learn about those and then when i said i finally made a decision one day i was like you know i need to come up with a plan so i saved up about six months salary yeah or, or six months worth of expenses to prepare myself to make that jump yeah uh, so saved my expenses then i tried to find a way to start learning so i looked at different boot camps i found uh, springboard which i think yeah. that's how you found me originally yeah, yeah. And uh, once I found Springboard, I said, I looked at the, the whole program in its entirety. Like, they had two capstone projects, which I thought were great, because it gave me the opportunity to really test my skills and show my skills. Yeah, okay. So, uh, and then I also saw they had a job guarantee. Yeah. And uh, that was a good thing, too, because, you know, $5,000 is easy. That's, yeah.
0: And that's how
1: much the boot camp cost. It was five grand? And five grand. Okay. Five grand. So, God kind of looked out, because I had a car and I got in a wreck. Yeah. But I got exactly five thousand dollars <laughs> to uh, as is back for my car. So I uh, I put that five thousand dollars towards the boot camp and I had a car that I just bought for cash. Yeah. And I used that to Uber. Yeah, okay. Uh, while I
0: was studying for uh studying in the boot camp. But uh So 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 take me through this really quickly. So you you kind of always had an interest in tech, mm-hmm. but how did you how did you know like okay, this is going to be the right move for me. Cause I think a lot of people might look and say, okay, yeah, there's going to be a cost to transition. Yeah. But how do you, how do you know, like, okay, this is the thing that I want to do. Like how do you get that assurance that this is going to be the right thing? Honestly, I didn't have it. (laughs) I
1: I just, I think I had to make a decision is did I want this to be the rest of my life? Yeah. Okay. And I think when I asked myself that question, it made the decision easy yeah. because okay. I knew that I didn't want this to be, but I didn't want to just, you know, neglect the unknown. So yeah. I was willing to go in the unknown to figure out if this was going to work. So yeah, that's how I came to that. Decision. And then
0: how did you formulate that plan? Because you said you you saved up like yeah. six month expenses because you knew it was going to be something you needed to dedicate yourself to. How did you create that plan? Uh,
1: I think it was a plan that kind of formed. <clears throat> uh, a little bit over time. I, I always try to save, and you know, obviously have some kind of savings plan for rainy days and stuff. But I started by saying, okay, well, I know the boot camp is going to take six months, right? So I need to have at least that much of expenses to saved away in case anything goes wrong. Yeah. So I did that, and I said, all right, well, I don't want to just be completely broke. Let me make sure I have some kind of income, even though it's not a lot. I'm willing to sacrifice. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> so I decided I'm going to Uber drive and and just have these expenses, you know, uh paid for my savings account. Yeah. So that's kind of how I came up with the plan. And then after that, it was just execute.
0: Execute. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. How did you know Springboard was gonna be the right boot camp for you? Uh
1: two two real things. One was that there was a mentorship program. Because okay. I need, coming from an athlete's background, I need like a coach. Yeah. to say like, hey, you know, you should try and do things this way or you know maybe think about it a little bit differently. And, uh, you know, that was one major reason why Springboard was the right decision. And then the second one was just the two capstone projects. Yeah. Because I wanted a way to say, like, I can apply these skills. I'm someone who learns by doing. Yeah. And I can't just read a book and just get it. Like, that doesn't, it doesn't stick here. Yeah. What sticks is me applying it, saying, like, making some mistakes, having somebody look and say, like, okay, well, you could have done this better, and then doing that the next time. So iterating. Iterate.
0: (laughs) Yeah, iterate on it. So what was it like going through like the boot camp, like, like what was like a day, like? Uh,
1: I mean, if being out. so the first thing I do is I, I wake up in the morning, probably do a little bit of Uber driving, you know, take people to work and stuff like that. Then I would start doing my boot camp training.
0: And so uh, this is like at home? At home. So you didn't have to actually go physically go somewhere? No, nah, no,
1: nah, I had to be very like disciplined. So you stuff. had to create a structure for I you, had so. to create that structure. And it wasn't that hard, right? Because, you know, I came from an athletic background. Yeah. So it was easy for me to kind of get in that mode of like i'm training again yeah uh, so uh yeah wake up do a little bit of driving come home study all day yeah like they had these modules that you had to go through data camp data camp was a another platform oh so
0: springboard they, uses data camp exactly ah.
1: exactly so they use data camp to help you learn like you know how to clean data how to yeah. bring in files from a, a csv's you know do database access stuff like that data manipulation transformations all that kind of stuff so I was going through those modules one after the other, one after the other, you know, I would probably spend like at least four hours, five hours straight just doing it. Just doing it. Yeah, um, you know, maybe send a couple of emails to my uh, mentor asking different questions. Uh, and, you know, they respond when they can. And that, that was just a day in their life. And then after that, I, uh, maybe four or five hours, they would go Uber drive again and then come
0: back in the evenings, maybe cook uh, Yeah. and then go back to it. And then go back to it. Yeah. This is basically the full time. That was it full-time thing. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit, because people listening might not know what Datacamp is, mm-hmm. like, um, can you tell us a little bit more about what, what that is and what you were training on?
1: Yeah, so, so Datacamp is a platform that teaches you how to program using Python or SQL or whatever languages that you may be interested in. It's mainly geared towards like data intensive programming. Uh, there's not so much like UI, UX and stuff like that, but all like data heavy crunching type of stuff. Uh, it's, it's a paid subscription. So you do have to, to pay something, but I think it's very good for people yeah. who are just getting started.
0: So what's the difference then? Um, like why do the, why do the bootcamp if you can do this online? The major thing was again, the two capstone projects
1: and the mentorship. Okay. Cause I feel like when I was looking at data science, there was so much information yeah. and you can get lost in it because it's just like you're hearing all these new buzzwords, but you need you need foundation, like you're building yeah. any house. So you need to understand the basics, and then work your way
0: up. Yeah. Okay. So
1: having that mentor really helped me key in on what I should learn,
0: how I should think, what a data scientist thinks like, stuff yeah. like that. So. What was what was the what did you find yourself like leaning on the mentor for? How, uh, what to learn, and just just
1: what really with what it would take to be a good data scientist, okay. how to think, how, yeah. how to go through a process of evaluating a problem. Yeah. Uh, you know, Even how, how uh, you would work with different shareholders and explaining the need for certain things because I think one thing people miss when they talk about data science is the, the customer service aspect of it because even now in the, okay. in the position that I'm in right now, I, my customers are internal. Okay, So they may ask you a question yeah. But, and they may want something, but it's not actually what they want. You kind of yeah, have to talk, you know, okay. have this back and forth and this relationship with them to understand, well, you may want this, right? But there's a better way of going around. This. Yeah. So, okay.
0: So it's like you're learning the technical skills, but then you still need to figure out how do you, uh, I suppose, like um, respond to requests, how do you work with people to understand what their real need is, exactly. why they need it. So does the does the boot camp give you that kind of skill? Do they do they do that kind of stuff?
1: No, not so much. And that's why I felt like my mentor was
0: great. So the mentor help you with that kind yeah, of stuff.
1: That idea of learning how to how to talk and build that relationship with your yeah. customers because once you find those gold nuggets or those opportunities, that's when when it really becomes a beautiful relationship. Yeah, because you can kind of see what they're aiming for and see what their goal is, and that way you can iterate on it faster and help potentially get there faster.
0: So. Did you was this was picking up the skills? Was it natural for you? Because I think with an econ background, like you, you already had. I mean, I mean, econ is quite a bit of calculus as mm-hmm. well, right? So you kind of had some some math skills there, obviously. Yeah. Like yeah, you had some some knowledge of this going in, was it normal for you to like grab these data skills or did you feel like you were in a foreign world? I definitely felt like I was in a foreign world, but I kind of
1: just had to pivot my skills because Mm. uh, when it comes to like collaboration, you know, I had a coach. So me and him would work about workout plan and stuff like that and just rap about different things. And uh, I think when I learned to use those skills that I developed with my coach to like my customers, that's when kind of made sense or it started to click it was yeah. like a hot moment and even with some of the you know um, mathematical skills that I had developed in my econ uh, degree it was just kind of changing it, it was just yeah. having a different perspective a little bit and once I did that that's when things started to open up a little bit
0: so what do you think was the most challenging part of going because it was it how how many months did you were you doing this full-time
1: yeah I was doing this so it's a six-month boot camp but I finished in three
0: okay yeah <laughs> well, <laughs> When I tell you I was all day, it was all day, man. Like I'm not, I'm not joking. So, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. It's a six month boot camp that you. W- I'm gonna say that's probably not typical. No,
1: no, it's, it's not. And you know, I asked Springboard about this. I said, so if I finish the boot camp early, can I get some money back? Yeah, and they were like, yeah, you can. not So I had to get two thousand dollars back.
0: You so was, that was an incentive You was hustling, yeah. you, was hey hustling. Man, you got to You yeah. got
1: to man You have to You have to Keep going And uh, yeah I was just Making up every opportunity I could
0: It's funny like Yeah it's I mean I mean I, you Track and field background Like you're sprinting Through this thing Like yeah. you're like running you, You're you on a mission Yes It feels like mm-hmm. how, how How What was it like Like how were you able To have such clear Determination that I'm gonna I'm gonna actually I'm gonna run through This thing I'm going to dedicate, you know, my days to this. Was, was that like some of your athletics background coming in of like how you train for something, mm-hmm. how you get something done?
1: Yes, absolutely. It was, it was that. I mean, I, if anybody who knew me when I was running, man, I, I, was a, I was a training nut. Like <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed competing. And I think a lot of it was just me trying to prove to myself that, you know, I could do this.
0: Oh, okay.
1: You know, I know a lot of people who who step into a new situation may have like imposter syndrome. Yeah, sometimes. And I and I had that too, uh, but I think that's what drove me. It drove me to prove that I could do this.
0: What was that like? And I, I'm, I'm I'm sitting here and I'm like, like you're you're a tall, mm-hmm. you know, well built dude. Like you don't. That's something you don't really hear mm-hmm. often. It's like, yo, know, I had imposter syndrome. Yeah. What was that like? for you i mean it's it was very uh i had a lot
1: of anxiety about it honestly okay i I think it was just that you know you're around people who have phds and you have people who have their masters and you have people who you know been in the industry for years and you know me i'm just coming in and i'm like i got a boot camp certification (laughs) so i don't think they want to hear from me but i think once i i kind of talked to my like had that internal talk with myself and say hey you know At the end of the day, you know what you're doing. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if these people have ten years or five years. You have something to contribute. Yeah, and and I think I just focused on that. Yeah, what value I could add and what what I can contribute to the team. So
0: that's what's up. So so six month boot camp Mm. in three months, Mm. they hand you some money back as well. well, I
1: was happy about that.
0: What what do you think? What do you think was, like, the highlight of that experience?
1: Uh, I think it was, well, the highlight was just finishing it. Finishing it. Yeah, I think getting through my two capstone projects, doing well on them, too. Yeah. Uh, uh, Writing a white paper and just finally feeling, I guess, validated that, you know, the work that I was doing was paying off. And and getting that certification was just icing on the cake, man. Yeah. You never know in those situations if, if you know, it's going to work out. And at that point, it did. You know, my plan worked out, thank God. And, uh, you
0: know, it was on my way to try to find a job. Yeah. So, what what was the what was the most challenging or the lowest point of going through the boot camp experience? I mean, I think it was directly after just applying. Yeah.
1: Because, you know, um, I, I tried to apply to a bunch of different jobs. And, oh, I got a lot of no's. Yeah. Okay. A lot of no's, a lot of no's. And that was really challenging because... It's like, man, I've done this, I've done the work, you know, people around me, my mentor says I'm good, you know, I should be okay. I should, yeah, I have the skills, like I have a GitHub with all my code, you know, this shows what I can do. I just need a chance. Yeah. And you know, just hearing no, 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 it's tough. Um, but I mean, I, once you get your first break, all those no's don't matter. They don't matter. Yeah. How
0: long were you searching?
1: So I wasn't actually searching. I was about maybe six weeks.
0: Okay. So not too long. Not too long, but yeah. definitely
1: it was long when you don't have like yeah. your job. because You don't know, have a job. Right. Were I you mean, still doing Uber at the I time? I was still doing Uber. You know, you make a little bit of money, you Uber, but it's not enough to, to
0: feel happy with. Yeah, no. okay. Yeah, yeah. So three three months in, six weeks mm-hmm. of searching, mm-hmm. you get an offer. Right. Tell us what
1: that was like. I, it was probably the best feeling I had had all year, just getting that first offer and feeling validated, like, yes, this is, I am it. I'm yeah. in. you know, because, like I said before, I, I had a lot of anxiety about, like, man, am I going to, is this going to pay off? Yeah. Because you can make a, you know, I'm, you can make a, a decision and, and go for it and, and not work out. Yeah. Um, but I think when I saw that first offer and I, I negotiated – you did. Yeah, I negotiated too because I was like, I'm gonna get what I, <laughs> I'm gonna get it.
0: <laughs> you weren't afraid of losing yeah. losing the offer?
1: I mean, I think it my thought process was like I'd rather go in or go home, you know, yeah. no, go home. And um I mean, as you can see, I, I take some risks. Yeah. yeah, I take calculated risks. Yeah. So, um when I negotiated, you know, they were willing to meet me halfway and it worked out.
0: So you had an idea then of 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 what you were worth. Mm-hmm. And this is like I mean obviously you have the boot camp behind you you have the capstones behind you but you don't have any professional experience yeah. in this space so how did you work out what your worth was going to be i just looked at the skills yeah and the skills that uh, were needed for
1: the job yeah and uh, you know companies i'm not saying that they're they're gonna lowball you or anything but what i'm saying is that you know how much your skills are worth on the market yeah and you can use glassdoor you can use all these variety of websites to say like okay i have this skill set
0: what is that worth on the market and yeah. then go from there yeah so so what was it what was your first job like what was it was it data engineer or was it something different or
1: uh, so I was a OTA data analyst which is optimization technology and automation okay data, which in a nutshell is I just wrote Python scripts or automated different tasks Using whatever means necessary. Okay. So it was a fun job. I got yeah. uh, a lot of free reign. Yeah. To explore, to innovate, and uh, you know I, that was I think that was a great first role for me. Yeah. Because it allowed me to you know what know what other technologies were out there. Um, at the time, I wasn't really familiar with BI tools, so I got an opportunity to work with you know Power BI, yeah, Alteryx, yeah, uh, you know what else is out there, Spotfire, yeah, uh, do a lot of things with you know python scripts for the first time actually creating executables for other people's yeah okay. stuff like that so it was a role that i grew
0: a lot in was it was it what you thought it was gonna be because like there can be that picture in your mind of like all right i'm doing this this benefits job mm-hmm. it's dead it's not gonna go anywhere oh data data engineering data science like mm-hmm. that's a thing that looks like i would i would enjoy doing mm-hmm. was it Did it match your expectations of what you thought after you know after getting the job?
1: Mm, I would say yes because I knew there was going to be a lot of data wrangling, yeah, data cleaning, uh, making different reports, visualizations, things like that. But um, you know, it definitely met my expectations.
0: Yeah. Okay. You said it it, it met your expectations. Is what you thought it was going to be. Yeah. Can you give us a picture of? how your financial situation changed from benefits to kind of now you are working in data so, like like <laughs> what i mean you were you at like 20 30 and then you double that you triple uh, that like what what's I, what I is, would say i was
1: probably early like mid 40s and then i, I want to say more than tripled
0: <laughs> yeah like with the one job with move the one, one,
1: well that was just i wouldn't say it was the one job move but where I was and where I am now. Where you are now. And yeah. how
0: long did it take you to do that?
1: Uh, so I did the boot camp in about 2018, I think. And then 2019, I got my first job. So from 2019 to now, it was like four or five years.
0: Yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: That's massive.
1: Yeah, no, it, it definitely is. And I'm, I'm very thankful. Yeah. Very,
0: very thankful because, you know, it definitely could have went. Somewhere other way. Did the people around you did they have similar experiences like the other people you went to boot camp with? Like
1: so uh, I didn't actually meet a lot of people in my boot
0: camp. okay. So you weren't like connected like <laughs> No, you were.
1: I mean I know they have cohorts and, yeah. and stuff like that, but I'm, if I'm being honest and this is no nothing at Springboard whatsoever, but I just didn't really feel that that sense of community, like yeah. My, my mentor was great, me and his relationship, uh his name's Kenneth. Shout out to Kenneth. Yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh Kenneth was great. He was he was there for any question I had. He actually wrote a letter of recommendation for me okay. from, when I was uh, pursuing my master's. So, me and him had a great relationship, and I and I'll tell anybody that mentorship is is probably one of the biggest reasons for my success. Yeah. Okay. You. Was he? Uh, he also worked in data at the same time. He was so a he... data scientist. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, when I was doing the bootcamp, I didn't know anything about data engineering. Yeah. It was I? My plan was to be a data scientist. But as I moved along in my career, I realized that data engineering was more for me. Yeah, okay. What what's the difference? So um, I would like to say that data scientists are like the quarterback mm-hmm. and data engineering are like the uh the linemen. We yeah, do all okay. the dirty work. Yeah, okay. So uh I like to say that, you know, uh, we just help productionize their analytical applications. Yeah. So making okay. sure that's running, making sure that's performant, making sure that it's
0: uh fault resistant things like that so when did you work out that you wanted to move that direction was that when you were on the job or was that in the boot camp it was when i was on the job okay
1: um so it wasn't until i was in my second career uh second position in tech which was an analytics developer that i realized that data engineering is more what i what i gravitate okay just the the actual deploying of applications I mean, don't get me wrong. Data science work is great and it's yeah. important, but I
0: just actually like making something you yeah, know, that's right.
1: tangible people can use. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So you, so you had, so you're in your, are you in your third job out of boot camp now? Uh, yes. yes yeah. Third. And what's what's what are you doing now? Senior. Senior. So I'm a senior data engineer. Yeah. Okay. And and you're now. Do you have? team that you lead or yeah
1: so I'm a team lead for a project that uh that my company is currently working on uh can't talk too much about yeah, it yeah of course yeah, uh I lead them on the technical lead uh acting scrum master that's massive yeah, yeah that's huge yeah I guess I
0: didn't mention I also have a scrum you know, the scrum cert- certification professional yeah. scrum master yeah, yeah so right. you yeah so that's that's like a massive jump mm-hmm. like from where you were before right can you talk to us a little bit about your, I guess your career trajectory now? Mm-hmm. Like, so obviously we kind of started off talking about that benefits role and there was kind of a ceiling there for you. Right. Whereas now you flipped into data, like where's the, where, where can you go in your career now? And where, where do you wanna go?
1: Yeah, so um, <laughs> the next career move would probably be towards a solution architect or cloud yeah. solution architect or even a software architect. Where I would be more architecting solutions for different applications, but not actually implementing them. Yeah, I would help you know oversee, but not be the one actually programming. It would yeah. be more of a uh, managerial or leadership role. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, so that would be the next steps for me.
0: Yeah, that's pretty awesome. What advice would you have for somebody who wanted to follow in your footsteps? Somebody that would watch this and say, "Man, I want to do that too." What advice would you have for them? Um, I think it
1: would start by just
0: doing your research mm. i think you know we all
1: we all want to want to do something but do we understand what it is that we want to do um so go on youtube maybe figure out you know if you want to get into cybersecurity, you know do that or if you think data engineering is for you look at what data engineers do what skills do they need yeah. um what certifications they might want to have uh things like that and then after that just really develop a plan a, a concrete you know actionable plan of how to get there yeah uh as i told you before for me it was i need to save up money so i can actually commit myself to this boot camp yeah
0: um,
1: so if you have those things in place have your plan and just execute like uh, fearlessly too yeah because i mean don't get me wrong i had doubts that yeah. <laughs> this would all work out i was very very concerned but i think once i i had that that picture in my mind of what my life wanted to be
0: like yeah. i think that's what drove me yeah, yeah. how do you do how What would you tell people for how to deal with the doubts when they come up i think it's just follow looking at
1: other stories like me like uh, going online finding people who you know may have not had the same exact background as you but overcame those challenges and got to where they want to be um you know my even my mentor he wasn't someone who said i wanted to be a data scientist he kind of i think he was doing music yeah (laughs) he kind of turned around so that Having his story and then finding other stories online really helped motivate me.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, what message would you have for somebody, like kind of more generally that wanted to move into tech? Mm. What, would you, what would you want to tell them? I would tell them to, to do it. I think if you're thinking about it, it's, it's
1: already something you want to do. You just have to commit to it. Yeah, And I think you should obviously take the time and, and really figure out like what in tech you want to do, like be specific. Yeah, because a lot of people, you know, they'll say, "Hey, I just want to get into tech with no, no real concept of what it means to, to do that, or yeah. or what it's like, or what I need to do to, to be in that type of role." So, um, yeah, I just I would just say, commit to it fearlessly, and, and you know, believe that it can happen because I've I've
0: done it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as we close out, um, I want to know: do you do you mentor people? Are you open for for mentoring? Um, so we are, um, I suppose, building a community of people who want to move into tech and are looking for people um, to get guidance from. Is that something you're open to doing?
1: Yeah, I've actually been, uh, believe it or not, I applied to be a mentor at Springboard. Okay, cool. Yeah, so they, they have open mentors for data engineering Hopefully they get back to me. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm actually uh, interested in mentoring because I, I think more people should be in this space, yeah. especially people of color. Uh, we, we have so much we can contribute yeah. um, and, and help grow this space that I feel like we should be a part of, part of the innovation.
0: That's what's up. And uh, yeah. So how should people get in contact with you if they want to kind of ask you some questions or pick your brain about data science?
1: Sure, I mean, you can uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn. Uh, it's Liam and Momo. Uh, and then you can find me on uh, Instagram, uh, Kinkazine. I don't know if you're going to have uh, <laughs> like uh, We'll link to everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, DM me any questions. You know, I'm open. I'm always willing to answer whatever. Um, you know, because I've been there. Yeah. I've been there, and I want to help the next man up.
0: Yeah. yeah so That's what's up. But thanks so much for your time. Thank you. It's been a pleasure hearing about your story, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing where you take your career next. No, thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Cool. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Sprint Hard, Iterate Fast podcast. You can find the episode's show notes and resources on ShiftTheTech.com. If you need help breaking into tech or advancing your career, join the Shift The Tech community. We're a global community of tech professionals helping with mentorship, technical skills, and providing career transition support. Stay tuned for more episodes in this season, Breaking Barriers in Tech.